Hello and welcome to the Classic Gamers Guild podcast. Today we are going back in time to a couple of months ago, I think, maybe a month ago, when I put out a request for listener questions and two people responded, one of which was a joke. Uh, So thankfully, the one that was actually kind of serious, I think is enough to cover a full episode between the two of us, uh, myself and Paul. But thankfully, the even the one that is intended for a joke is actually, I kind of decided it's a little bit interesting enough to actually address it, even though it was intended for a joke. Uh, it's, you know, it's very simple. It'll be very quick. I could get it out of the way uh, right at the beginning. But before before we get to that, how are you doing today, Paul? I'm doing lovely, mate. I'm doing really good. How about you? Um, well, what the audience don't know, but what both of us know fully well, it took a little while to get things off the ground here. We've been having a few tech issues, which I hope will uh, which will stay out of it for the next for, uh, 30 to 45 minutes. Yeah, it's giving me a bit of anxiety, to be honest. Uh, I'm kind of on edge here, like staring at the EQ on the screen, like, all right, stay bolt upright, mate. Come on. Yeah. But yeah, no, uh, other than that, you know, we're going to walk it off. So it turns out we have a couple of Patreon supporters now. One of whom is Ryan Fan, who sent in this question quite a while back. This was actually before we even set up a Patreon, but now that he is uh, one of our supporters, I think it's only fair that we should answer his question. He writes to us asking, You're reading a magazine. You come across a full-page nude photo of a girl. You show it to your husband. He likes it so much he hangs it on your bedroom wall. How does that make you feel? Now, a lot of you will immediately recognize that this is pretty much verbatim a question that was asked in the Voight comp test of Blade Runner. And the reason why I want to address this is just because it's funny that that's pretty much also very close to verbatim from how it was asked in the novella Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? And the only difference between the two, to the best that my memory serves me, is that it leaves out half a sentence that was in the book This question, as asked in the movie, leaves out the part where it mentions that the model in the photo is lying across, I believe, a bearskin rug or some sort of an animal skin rug. And there's actually specific attention is paid to this in the book, very, you know, explicitly, that that was pretty much the most important part of the question because it the Voight-Comp test is an empathy test and it's testing whether or not the person being questioned is an android or a real human. And what the test is doing is that it was monitoring whether or not the subject would focus on the actual spirit of the question, which is, you know, how does she, in this case, respond to the fact that her husband responds favorably to seeing a a sexual image of another woman while ignoring the fact that the woman is lying on a bearskin rug or an animal skin rug in the universe that was built for the book and touched on a little bit in the movie, but not nearly to the same extent is the fact that it's a world where animals are nearly entirely extinct uh, with a few. There's just so very rare that any human existing in that environment would immediately respond with shock at the fact that this woman is lying across an animal skin rug. And the fact that they left that out is kind of interesting because it kind of shows how not as important that is in the context of the world that's built in the movie, even though the entire rest of the question 
remains the same. No, that's, that's really, really cool. I'm a big, big fan of, of Philip K. Dick. I've um, got a lot of his books laying around the house. They, they all say PKD. I'm like, oh, that's my initials plus Dick. Um, <laughs> but, but as you were saying all that, uh, I, of course, I, I was uh, listening, clinging onto every word, if you will. Uh, I was also trying to come up with an actual answer. Uh, so I wasn't I wasn't sure we were going to uh, not, not actually answer So in my, my head, I'm like, all right, I've got a husband. Well, what's he look like? Does he look me in the eyes during? All oh, these type of things um, to, try, to try and, you know, come up with some substance for, for an answer. But I'm uh, quite relieved I don't have to. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you can if you want. Like, if you did put the effort into a into an answer and you really don't want to waste it, you know, by all means, go right ahead. I just wanted to say that that was kind of – it was kind of interesting – the way it was written out, I, it was the first time once Ryan had asked that question that I actually realized that it was missing that very crucial part of the question as far as the novella was concerned. No, that's, that is really cool. That's a really good point. It's been probably uh, seven years since I read, I read the book, so I, I really wasn't aware of it at this point. Um, and I, I will decline to answer because I, I feel like I'll just send us into entropy if I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just, I'll just let it go. Um, yeah, I, I, I ain't got much. Plus, I, you know, I, I'm not sure if it's debated or not out there, but um, I'm not an android, so I guess there's really no need. It is debated. I was actually asking you to find out. This is a Voight comp test that I'm applying to you each week. <laughs> I, I feel like I'd have like a much larger thesaurus and, and uh, wealth of knowledge uh, at my will if I was an android, but uh, <laughs> instead I've just got a lot of uhs and stuttering instead. <laughs> um, so, and then I say uh right immediately. Um, so... <laughs> So the next question, which is actually a real question, is from Sean McCauley again, who uh, actually provided some of the questions from the last time we did listener feedback questions, or mailbag, I should say. To paraphrase, to sort of like get it down to like the, just the nub of what he's asking, he says, most phones today have the capabilities of NES, SNES, Genesis, and even PS1. What other great classic games would be really great on a phone? Yeah, no, that's a really good question. Thank you, Sean. And thank you, Ryan. Both wonderful lads, good mates. Um, yeah, no, that's a really good question. I, I personally uh, did a little homework as far as seeing what was already existent, and I found that dot .emu, uh, the devs dot, I think emu, yeah, uh, as an emulator, I guess, um, had already ported a few of the things that, that I had listed Um which I've, you know, made things a little bit mm -hmm. more difficult. Um, but anyway, uh, a quick shout out to them. Check them out. They got games like Raiden, R-Type, Double Dragon, uh, Karateka, Sanitarium, Last Express, I Have No Mouth, etc. Um, so, you know, it, it was actually, I, I wasn't sure how I could, you know, how, how long I could go on the subject. I was quite afraid I wouldn't have much to say and, until I, I got down the rabbit hole and realized that I, I actually had to do some homework and come up with some <laughs> some things. Um, <clears throat> so, no, great question. Um, would, you, uh, would you like to kick us off here? Um, I'll see what I can, because, again, I, I was trying to think of games that I don't really mention very much on the show. And... It turns out that, of course, my first answer here is Loom, which is the game that I've mentioned on pretty much every single episode. But I assure you, from here on, it gets a little bit more, uh, you know, less obvious, I should say. Can something be more or less obvious, I guess? Um, so, 
I, I, that's why I'm getting it out of the way real quick because I think basically most point and click adventures would really work. So I'm trying to think of games that would not just be playable on mobile, but can actually really make a good use of the mobile format. And I thought of Loom just because number one, it's a pretty easy game. It's not it's not high pressure. You're you're never in any risk of dying, so you don't need to. There's no timing. There's no you know quick reflexive uh, requirement to play the game. And, you know, it is obviously an awesome game. But I was also thinking, maybe not so much for playing in public, but just it'd be kind of cool if they have a new mobile feature where instead of just playing the notes on the little um, interface, the little staff interface, you should actually have to sing the notes into the mic. So, you know, there is already a hardcore mode on Loom where you have to kind of play it by ear and remember what the... Uh, what do they call those things? You have to remember them by ear because they don't give you what the actual notes are. And you have to just remember how to play them. But I was also thinking, if you're going to move it to mobile, why not have like extra difficult mode where not only that, but you actually have to sing every single you know, spell. Basically a spell. I know it's not a spell, but you know, I forget what they how they refer to it. But if you have to actually sing out the spells in order to solve these puzzles, you know that that's something they could do with that. Oh, that's really cool. Uh, I, now I feel a little bit downbeaten because I know from going forward I will have nothing to top that once again. Damn it, man. You showed me up again. Well played. I, um, I have nothing really well nearly played. as interesting as that on the rest of my list, to be perfectly honest. That'd be uh, really, really cool. Make use of the uh, of the microphone you know, built into the phone. Um, I, I'd obviously have to do that in private, which isn't a problem, but, but you know. Uh, it would be an option. Like, you don't have to do it. It would just be an option that you could do it. No, no. As long as no one could hear me doing it, I'd be all. I'm signed up. I'm all right. Um, as long as no one, as long as no one's listening. Um, but um, that's no. That's really cool. Um, I, yeah, I would play that. And it, Loom's another good choice too because it's not the longest of games, which is I think good for the mobile platform too. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's a quick fix sort of a medium. So I think that that fits too. As far as pointing clicks, which are notoriously quite long, um, it's you know one of the shorter ones, I guess, depending on the mode, etc. Uh, maybe I just played it too much and I feel like it is but um, anyway really good choice Um, I feel like we should maybe uh, hit pause and and come back in four hours so I can have something clever to say uh, (laughs) well like I said the the rest of my the rest of my picks are not nearly as clever I think the only other one that's kind of interesting is I would say Katamari Damacy I'm not sure if they've actually already ported this or not I don't think so I I'd like to believe I would have heard about it if they did but I just sort of think it would be interesting because, you know, phones have sort of like a kind of a uh, motion sensor, like a gyroscope or whatever you call it inside. It would be kind of interesting to play Katamari using motion controls as opposed to like the dual analogs like it normally is. So in this case, you can like, you know, tilt forward. Uh, you can, you know, tilt it to the side. You know, basically, you know, use the tilt controls in order to uh, roll things up as opposed to just, you know, standard uh, joystick controls. That's like kind of the only other game I can think of that would really make use of something special about putting it onto a phone or a tablet that you can't do on just like a regular laptop or desktop. 
Right, right. No, that's that's brilliant, and and I really like that that feature that that you just mentioned because, uh, you know, I think we can all relate when you're playing a console game. You know, uh, for me specifically, like a, a a motorcycle racing game. You know, we all kind of tend to to lean into things and to tilt our controllers as if it's doing something and it's not. Uh, whereas the phone, you know, that little you're so into it that you're tilting left and right actually matters. Um, so that, that's actually a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess like an honorable mention might go to Okami just if you know it'd be kind of cool to like draw your spells right on the screen but it's still at heart it's still a third person action adventure game which would be horrible on just like a touchscreen phone so unfortunately I mean I know you can get bluetooth controllers and that'd be pretty cool but in terms of just like having a phone without having to turn it into its own console uh, you know Okami would be cool, but not really. So I'm not even going to. That's just an honorable mention, and everything from here gets just pretty, pretty vanilla. So before I get to those ones, uh, let's hear you know any of the picks that you might have. What I thought would be kind of cool uh, would be to use the Sierra educational release titles. Um, my thought behind that is there's a lot of young lads on tablets nowadays and um, it seems like it may be fleeting you know it, it could be a transient sort of fad right now that the young generation is into pixel art and that retro vibe you know it's it's basically you know kind of in or whatever I mean I don't know I'm old in in the way I'm not really sure if it is it just seems like it from from uh, the outside looking in um but what I'm saying is while that generation is on the tablets and is sort of into, you know, the, the pixel art thing, um, it'd be kind of cool to use the Sierra educational series. Um, I, I think games like Echo Quest uh, 1 and 2, um, Dr. Brain, etc. What's really cool about them games is, um, the, you know, the solid games, first of all, the music in the, the second one, uh, Secret of the Rainforest, is gorgeous, beautiful music. Um but what's nice about them is that they brought up an issue, you know, a long, long time ago um, that's obviously even more prevalent now because we, as a society, done much about it, uh, which is the environment. Um, and it's just kind of cool because it's one of them things where you're playing long, you're having fun, and it's almost subconsciously channeling this message to you. It's not forcing it down your throat. It's not like this whole thing's about, like, you know, the environment and the future and and waste and what we're doing to the planet etc i mean that wouldn't be fun so it just kind of sneaks it in there here and there to where you you know almost don't realize it but when you're done you're you kind of sit back and be like man you know i should probably go like do some recycling or whatever um <laughs> to tell tell them like i don't want a receipt i don't know what i could do i go google it um but anyway i'd like to see the educational series dr brain uh kind of uh, a bit of a hybrid between the, the typical point-and-click uh, games and, and the puzzle games that are very popular on mobile. Um, be kind of cool to use that point-and-click interface, which on the touchscreen is, you know, uh, what, I don't know, touch and tap, basically. It works so well, so I thought it'd be neat to, to see Echo Quest delivering a good message for the kids, or Dr. Brain, which kind of merges puzzles with adventure. Um, obviously, puzzles do really well on mobile, so yeah, that's, uh, that's my first choice. I definitely agree with Dr. Brain. I had not actually played uh, EcoQuest, so I don't really know much about that. I'll take your word for it. But Dr. Brain, for sure, another one which I'd like to throw on there. I'm not sure if it's fully Sierra. It's at least Dynamics, I think. But uh, The Incredible Machine. I didn't think of this beforehand. Is a sort of like you reminded me because he mentioned Dr. Brain. The Incredible Machine, I think, would also be pretty awesome. God, you've done it again. That's such <laughs> a good choice. 
No, that really is because, you know, especially mobile, I always think of like single serving, you know, a quick fix sort of thing. And, mm. and Incredible Machines got that where you don't have to commit to, or, you know, it's hard in adventure games, let's say on mobile, it's hard to walk away from the story. And, and in life, you got to. I mean, maybe you're doing a poo and you only got five minutes. Well, I mean, <laughs> about more like 25 minutes. You know, I wait until my leg falls asleep and then I move on. But anyway, the point is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be a really cool game because you could just yeah. do you know a level two levels or whatever good mm-hmm. call the, the cool thing about the incredible machine 2 is that it does have that uh single player gameplay where you do have to solve the puzzles but they also have a creative mode where you can just like you know go nuts and do whatever you want i think it'd be kind of interesting to see these days you know given you know in a time where people play minecraft and build entire computers inside of minecraft from which you can play a stripped down version of minecraft you know like people just do like these most amazing things it'd be kind of interesting to see what today's players can really come up with in terms of a rube goldberg type machine you know they'll probably have to expand it a little bit i don't think there's really a whole heck of a lot to play with with the originals but if they were to just expand it a little bit i'd like to see the weird contraptions that people can do with this sort of thing is already you see the sheer creativity and mind-blowing uh precision that people put towards level editors for like mario and stuff like that so right you know it'd be kind of cool to see you know if, if you give people uh the opportunity to put together a video game rube goldberg what would they do with that yeah no that'd be really cool and and, and you know like you're getting that to have like a communal sharing vibe where you can play other people's levels and things like this that would be really really fun um, you know, kind of like uh, Gary's model, whatever, you know, start sharing the things that you create and seeing, you know, if people can accomplish it and figure it out. Um, yeah, that's really good. Uh, other ones I would say are not so much that they're like really creatively making use of the platform, just so much that they'd be kind of fun. They're the games that I would kind of want on mobile. I would say, uh, actually, it doesn't really, it kind of sits on the line between classic era and modern. But there's a game, Ikaruga, which is kind of a little bit of an underdog, but you know, a lot of people who are listening to this will probably know what that is. It's basically a shoot 'em up, kind of like uh, Raiden, where or Raptor or something. Like, one of those games where you're like the little plane at the bottom of the screen that shoots upwards. But right. it's just so much more. It's a hardcore version of that, where it's basically it's almost a spectacle. It's almost like a light show. All of the things. It's like a bullet hell. Uh, type of shoot 'em up right so it'd be interesting if you basically you know um maybe not directly under your finger just a little bit outside of it so you can see clearly where your ship is but basically have to use your finger and motion con- and um sorry touch controls to move your character about the screen as you nimbly dodge through these bullet hell levels uh, it's a game that's really quite spectacular like you, i could just turn it on on youtube someone playing it and just watch it and it's just amazing it's probably almost more fun to do that than to actually play it because it's so difficult to <laughs> uh and there's like you know little game mechanics like um you know they fire if i recall correctly white bullets and black bullets and depending on which mode you're in you could either um get killed by white bullets and absorb black bullets or vice versa so it's a sort of you know, there's a little bit of depth of gameplay to it. Nothing too complicated, but it'd also be kind of cool to actually have to, like, you know, use your finger to move about and just dodge this, like, flurry of on-screen bullets. 
Yeah, no, that's a really cool idea. Kind of uh, like what you were saying before, like, you know, how can we take advantage of the mobile platform? Uh, which, by the way, as you're noticing, none of my answers do. But <laughs> but as as yours brilliantly do, that uh, that's a really cool idea because I think, you know, we could be probably quite a bit quicker, you know, using index and middle finger, whatever, just, you know, rapidly tapping back and forth. You know, be I'd be real curious to see how much more if any, that you could accomplish uh, with with the touchscreen interface. I think uh, the next choice for me uh, would be, uh, this is a broad spectrum, I'll try and narrow it down as I uh, explain away, uh, or desperately try and make it sound like a valid answer, uh, would be um, FMV games. Um, I picked that because, uh, you know, I think they make good tablet ports, uh, maybe a little concern over the size of them, but but overall good tablet ports because, you know, the half movie, half game, um, basically the two things we use tellies for, you know, you've got your Netflix and your games or whatever, uh, other streaming services all available. Um, <laughs> saying that like we're on the BBC, sorry. Um, and then I said that like I've been on the BBC, which ain't the case either. <laughs> Less nope. I digress. I wouldn't um, be surprised if you had. Uh, I'd be a lot cooler if I did. Um, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I picked them, uh, uh, you know, same with that kind of point and click or, or tap and touch sort of idea. It'll obviously work really well on the screen. Um, I also picked it because I thought it's FMV games are just great brain candy um uh, I'm, I'm stealing that from from kids in the hole or whatever but but i love that term because it's like you know just that that quick fix like you know well maybe not quick fix but you know, something that's just just pleases you like a you know like a chocolate bar like it ain't got to be you know sophisticated or, or anything like that just just brain candy um i don't know why i, I uh <laughs> had to further explain that um but anyway <laughs> Um, uh, I noticed a couple of months ago, oh, I'm not sure when, honestly, it could have been years, but Night Trap, uh, the infamous FMV game, uh, I think it was originally on console, was remastered to a degree, or maybe it's just an anniversary <laughs> release, uh, I don't know how you'd remaster it, um, but yeah, it was just a, like a 25th anniversary <laughs> Uh, release was done on uh, at least Steam, um, and it did really good. Basically, it had like a quick moment in the sun again. Um, and I, I feel like this generation, um, you know, I've, I've actually I've got a daughter that's, that's 17, and, and the, she walks around wearing Cosby sweaters all the time. Um, like they're, they're eating up this this 80s culture um, right now. And at first, I was like, Man, it feels a little too soon to bring it back. Um, but you know, I actually really appreciate it. Not the Cosby sweaters. Uh, but the, the, the or, or the men behind them, but you know, it, it's the the really they seem to be. And God, I sound so old because I keep saying they're like you know I'm so removed from them, but I am. I don't really. We kind of are. That, that's the entire yeah. point, really, is has uh, how detached we are from anything modern. It's like you know we we are the classic gamers guild. We are talking about games that are older than people who vote. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly we we like all games and and we can throw our backs out by sneezing that's yeah. how you know proper classic gamer <laughs> um so the fmv thing uh i'm trying to tie it together with with this younger generation speaking with daughter etc they seem to just be eating up this 80s uh john hughes if you will just for a blanket you know um 
stereotype. They seem to be eating up that culture right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do feel like the the kind of overall cheesiness, that kind of a lot of B-movie sort of feel that a lot of the FMV games had uh, would have appealed to them. And I guess now that I'm saying that out loud, I'm realizing that I guess my approach is really trying to bring uh, younger generations, assuming that they're probably the majority of, of mobile players, um, you know, into some of these older games. I guess that's been my approach. Um, yeah, <laughs> I can now confirm that after gra- uh, grabbing my uh, fake necktie and, and pushing my no glasses up to me nose, looking <laughs> smart. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's my choice. I don't have any specific FMV games. Um, I, I wouldn't pick Night Trap. I mean, that's a great game and all, but you know, I'd have to pick games in which I cannot mention because of promises made. Oh, I see. That's how it's going to be. <laughs> We're not going to actually mention, we're just going to allude to. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, how cryptic. Well, that's okay. I mean, like the the other game I was thinking of, or one of the other ones I was thinking of, is one that I've mentioned a couple times now. So it's not like I've never talked about some of these games before. But, you know, we're getting a little more generic, just sort of like games that would be kind of cool to have on mobile as opposed to actually utilizing any benefits of the mobile platform. Um, so another good one to have on there, if you were to ask me, is actually the original Dune game, because again, mm-hmm. it's a sort of, it's a blend of a lot of genres without actually being any particular one, or at least not being a whole heck of a lot of any one, but being like a little tiny bit of a whole bunch of different styles. So it's not an RTS, but it's kind of got elements of an RTS. It's not actually in a, a point-and-click adventure but it's got elements of a point-and-click adventure but it's just also really cool and i guess i kind of also singled this one out just because it has a really cool soundtrack so it'd be kind of cool just to like have your it's like to play with your headphones in listen to the music while you're kind of playing a you know perfunctory gameplay mechanic as you sort of immerse yourself and absorb yourself in this world and it's a pretty cool game it's got a game to it it's not i'm not saying like it's nothing to actually be playing there. It's, it's, it's fun. I, I like it a lot. It's one of the classics, but you know, I think that one I choose because it's got, you know, most people who play it agree. It's one of the best video game soundtracks, or at least one of the most underrated. And it's, mm-hmm. um, it's again, it's not, it's not the type of game that requires the twitchy reflexes or precision controls. You just kind of go about it your own pace. You just kind of make your little choices at your, um, at your own speed and it's basically about more about decisions and uh, what to do as opposed to how fast or precisely you can do it right no that's a really good choice love that game um yeah and there's so many from from that era or maybe just a, you know, even a wee bit before that they could you know just dump on there and i'd eat them up you know uh kind of kind of like all of us we have so many games that, that we want to play and we want to get to you know basically be downloading things that wouldn't maybe even play but i just get this weird ocd warm blanket over me comfort of knowing they're on my phone and available to play yeah. um, but doom doom be one of the top of the list yeah that's a really good one um so do you uh do you have any like dune that that you'd also like to say that kind of just for fun that you'd personally like to see on there well um the issue with asking for a game like dune is that what is a game like dune that isn't dune <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, that's why it kind of like came up as my number one pick back on our old episode about unique games is that I can't compare it to anything. It, you know, it, it's 
there's aspects of it that's comparable to other genres, but like I just said, it's kind of like a little bit of anything. It's not predominantly anything, and it's a blend of little bits of different genres. Uh, in some cases, before those even became genres, basically mainly the RTS. So to think of a game that's like Dune, I I can't really think of anything. I'm I'm sure somebody, you know, and by all means, if anyone can think of a game that's like Dune, I'd love to hear it. And I'd love to play it because that's awesome. But uh, yeah, I, other than that, I I would just say probably it's kind of mainly in the spirit in this context of any point and click adventure that is not based anything on timing or precision. Right. No. Well, well said. And yeah, Dune was a trail a trailblazer. Is that that's the sure. saying? Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Here? yeah. All right, cool. I feel cool saying it. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's yeah. It's definitely impossible. Basically, like you said, it kind of, uh, if anything, shapes future games. So I guess nothing like it. Um, but uh, I guess let's say putting Dune specifically aside, just anything else on your personal favorites list uh, that, that just for selfish reasons you'd love to see on the phone. Yes, Lemmings. Oh, good one. That was, that was oh, kind of mate, my last one. That's my that? that was my last one on my list. So that's uh, my my list is now complete and fulfilled. But that was uh, yeah, that was my last one. Is Lemmings? It's not that you have to change anything about it. In fact, because it's a sort of it's just Lemmings. You know, just put that on a phone. I I, I don't know oh. if they've done it yet. They should because I don't know why they wouldn't. Lemmings or Lemmings Two, just anything. Just put it on there. It's playable, completely playable on a phone. You don't need to do anything. Just put it on there. <laughs> I'm begging and pleading and demanding. I have money that I will spend if anyone out there puts Lemmings on a phone. So yeah, that's my pick. You got really passionate. I like that. <laughs> here's here's a blank check. You write any number on it you want. Yeah. Now, granted, over a certain amount, it will bounce. But the you know the yes, sentiment exactly. is it. I just, I would just hope they don't muck it up and and do the three D one. I, like that you said, maybe, correct, you know, one or yes. two, well, you know, one of the earlier ones. And yeah, God, that's such a brilliant choice. It kind of in the same um, vanity of uh, of incredible machine. You know, obviously they're very different games, but that same sort of like you can pick it up and put it down. And and I think that's probably quite important for, for mobile gamings and companies that are looking what to port and things like this you know it's, it's games you can pick up put down um you know let me see clear level and, and and move on with with your day or, or whatever um so yeah really good choice i just thought of another one which i would kind of throw in there but i i've talked too much already so i will throw that in if uh, afterwards if you have anything to add um i, I do and it's really short so yeah you mm. can you can uh bookend it with, with that one um so my last one uh you know I, I was again just kind of perusing through through the app store looking around um and you know noticed uh and i think we're a lot of us are well aware that sega's done a really good job lately of, of slowly bringing back a lot of classics um which has been really nice um as i previously mentioned dark emus ported everything from wonderful you know point and click games like uh, i have no mouth let's express sanitarium all the way to to our type and raid and double dragon um but what i ain't seen or would like to see more of would be more from nintendo um or rather more more retro games from nintendo as opposed to like mario run like you know that i know it's you know quite an obvious choice it ain't the most clever choice um so yeah I, i'd like to see more nintendo games out there i mean you know 
maybe stop spending money on attorneys and spend more money on porting. It'd be really nice <laughs> to, to see some more games out there. Um, if I had to pick one, um, you know, that really represents Nintendo, I would go with Maniac Mansion. Um, I'm kidding. No, I, I would go <laughs> I with. Uh, just, you had me for a second there. I was like, um, but. <laughs> I actually meant King's Quest. No, again. Um, so I would go with um, I would go Paperboy. I love that game. Mm. So just for selfish reasons, I, I didn't even thought out how the, whether it would be more of a touchscreen or the little transparent arrows they got, which I actually don't really like. Because um, you're like well into it, yeah. and you realize like you're you're three inches off from where the fucking button is, and you miss it. I just bleep myself for some reason. <laughs> sorry about that. Well, not sorry, I guess. I'm not sure. Um, anyway, uh, but yeah, I, I ain't thought about how they'd port it, but I, I love Paperboy, and I just feel like, you know, it's a cult classic, and I feel like it's, it's a timeless game. Kids will have fun with it, um, us alike. So, I, you know, I'm saying all of this just to say, hey, Nintendo, you know, do us a Paperboy on uh, on Android and iOS, please. I would, you know, it was funny, because I, I was mentioning Lemmings, and I just... As I talk about Lemmings, my mind also went towards like, uh, what if they, what if you could also have a game like Worms on there? And then I kind of realized, oh, you know what? I don't know if Worms would really uh, be so well on to play on a cell phone. But just that's pretty much entirely just because there is a certain, you know, I think you do have like a little bit of a timer between each round. It'll be a little clunky to try to ninja rope through everything. And it is really kind of finicky with the controls, which is fine if you're playing it on a PC or a handheld system like the 3DS or something like that, or the DS. Under those circumstances, perfectly fine. But on like an actual touchscreen only platform like mobile or tablet, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if Worms would be such a good uh, game to put onto that. But then I thought, well, you know what would would be really good and would be kind of similar to Worms would be uh, if you put Scorched Earth on there because it is not based on like timing or anything like that. It really is a sort of turn-based, you know, you can, there's a little bit of mobility compared to something like its predecessors, Tank Wars or um, that one where you're the gorilla throwing bananas at each other. But you and um, I guess a couple of other tanks. You can just uh, you set the angle, velocity. It's all really kind of just very uh, at your leisure to make the move. A lot more, a uh, lot less pressure, I should say, is kind of like the big difference between Scorched Earth and Worms. And I think that would actually probably be pretty good. It, it deserves, it's on some level or another, no matter what, Scorched Earth deserves some sort of a comeback of sorts in the classic gaming community. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. De definitely. Uh, it, is it available like on GOG or? or I Steam? have no idea, to be perfectly honest. I really don't think it's on GOG. I will highly doubt that it's on Steam. It's kind of yeah, I don't I don't even know if it was even really like a major release. I think it was just sort of the game that everyone played, just sort of like the game that was like really quick and small and very easy to share on a BBS at the time, so everyone had it, and it was just also really fun. So I don't know if it was even like actually like I don't know if it was a boxed release. I don't I don't know if it was a retail release. I don't know. I it very well could be. I just I I just know that it was sort of like the game that was sort of BPS from person to person. Right. No. Yeah. You just unearthed you know really old memory of mine because I I ain't really thought about it since I played it last you know 
over, well over a decade ago, maybe it's two. Um, and as soon as you said it, I'm like, God, you know, I want to play that like yesterday all of a sudden. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll have to search it up. But yeah, that, that would be a really good choice. Like you said, it's, it's kind of in the, in the same uh, spirit as as Worms, but without mm. the time, the timing issue and things like that. Yeah, really good call. If there was any sort of a retail release, it was probably, I'm going to guess like shareware, then you can like mail order for the disc for the full version or something like that, <laughs> right? But otherwise, I think it was just sort of like, oh, yeah, well, here's just the game. And that was about it, right? So, right, right. Do, you, do you know anyone who's actually paid for a copy of Scorched Earth? Has that ever happened? No, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Nor can I remember waiting six weeks to get it back in the mail or anything. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how it even showed up at my house, to be honest. It was just there one day. It's just there. Yeah, no, exactly. It was just kind of there. Uh, and mm. I, I kind of wonder if that person who, like, whoever made it, maybe it was a team of people, maybe it was only one person, or maybe like a handful, but uh, if anyone actually made money off it, because everyone's played it, I wonder if it's like, you could track these guys down and be like, hey, here's a couple of bucks just because I played your game, yeah. I don't think anyone's ever actually paid you for it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Poor Lutz probably, you know, on a street somewhere, like, oh, now you're trying to pay me. Thanks a lot. You know. No, yeah, if, if anybody knows knows who's in charge, let us know so we can get him a coffee or free. And tell him to port it to mobile while he's at yeah, he only get He's only getting that coffee after he's done the port, though. Yeah. Uh, so, last word. Like, what's your final pick? Um, You know... I and and don't on a high note, a final pick. Oh, come on, that's not a high note. That's the opposite yeah, of a high as... note. Pick something. <laughs> what, what comes to your mind? Um, uh, let's see. Ophram, Jim, Tojemino. Just wow. pops in my head. No, that's a horrible idea. <laughs> See, uh, I gave it no thought. I, I have no idea how it even worked. I just you said worms, and I'm like, oh, I miss Earthworm Jim. He was a good mate. And Toe and I was similar. <laughs> I mean, I mean, great games, absolutely. But like, you know, they are like some of the hardest platform games of all time. <laughs> Can you imagine playing Earthworm Jim on like the transparent um, keypad or the uh, gamepad on the screen? <laughs> yeah, no, that's so true. You have your fingers drifting three inches away from the button while you're well into it. Yeah, yeah. You, no, you're right. Um, all right, so I may not have a high note to end on, but but it's my trademark low end to end on. Okay. Um, plus, I got you to laugh at me, so that's you know, I'll take that. <laughs> All right. How about you? you? You got a proper? Uh, no, I think you already. No, gave I've, us I've one. kind of exhausted my brain on this one. I I don't really. Uh, I don't know. I I haven't really played any official games on my phone in a really long time. I think I did when I first got my very first smartphone. I tried Scum VM and all that, and I played a bunch of uh, point and click adventures, but they didn't really. I I didn't like the interface because it wasn't even just like you can just touch where you wanted to touch you had to use the screen like the um uh like that little mouse pad on a laptop where you have to drag the cursor with the screen rather than it just clicking where you want to click or where you point rather it doesn't just um it doesn't just click where you point to so it kind of i found it a little bit cumbersome so i didn't really i kind of fell really jaded with that really quickly uh also because it was just on a phone so it didn't have an escape key so i couldn't get past any of the opening intros anytime i loaded up a game so i always (laughs) had to sit through every single intro to every game before i could get to a point where i can play them so i just stopped on that i think the one game that was uh ported to mobile which actually worked really well and i played it for a little bit was uh obviously a, a newer game 
but it was a uh, Terraria, which is really good. Uh, but again, I just e- even then I just stopped playing because I just I don't know I just don't really like playing games on my phone. It's not saying anything against mobile gaming as an industry. I just I don't know I, I don't want to use I don't want to use my phone for games. No, well, I agree, and especially being such a big adventure fan, I, I was so keen on your incredible machine idea um, and Lemmings, because you know you can really just pick them up and put them down. You know, adventure games are, are so uh, you know engrossing, and you get so wrapped up in the world. It, it's you know, if I find myself playing a game on the phone as opposed to the computer, then I'm probably you know kind of on the go, in between things, and it, it just seems like unnecessary platform. Um, you know, if, if you're you know, if you have a computer that is uh, to, to do that on. Um, so yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, uh, that being said, uh, I'm greatly contradicting myself. So I will say that uh, <laughs> that uh, Wedge Eye has done a wonderful job at porting on all their, their games. So if, if you're not out there interested and, you know, don't like sitting down at a computer, whatever the case is, uh, Wedge Eye has ported um, not as many to Android, but I think almost all of them sends maybe two or three um, to the iOS platform. Um, and they play really, really well. So, so props to, to Dave Gilbert, to Janet Gilbert, who I believe is the one responsible for making the, the ports. Um, I could be wrong about that, but uh, I think so. Either way, check them out. They've done a great job. And, and I'll just make a, a quick comment. Uh, I had mentioned a few episodes back that, you know, uh, I really liked uh, Double Fine putting out old LucasArts games so I could click classic mode. And what I was actually really referring to at the time was the mobile version. You know, you know I own the games most of them on floppy to be honest so I, I can just you know and if it's not floppy gog whatever um mm-hmm. so i can just play them on a computer but it's, it's been really cool to have a lot of the, the classic lucas games on my phone and be able to just switch it over to classic mode and play it as i know and love it on the mobile um so yeah uh, love double fine and i do hope that sam and max is next because um they're kind of Crossing them one off at a time down the list as they go. Um, for those who don't know, they've done Monkey Island uh, 1 and 2. Um, they've done uh, Day of the Technical, Full Throttle, um, uh, and Grim Fandango. So, yeah, it'd be really nice to see if they could uh, do Sam and Max next. But, yeah, that's all I got. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, I guess that concludes this little portion of Reader Mailbag, technically speaking. Thanks to Sean McCauley and Ryan Fan for sending us your questions. Uh, for those of you who have uh, who have questions for us, please feel free to send them in. We would love to address uh, as many as we can, depending on the question. You know, we do reserve the right not to at the same time. Uh, we do have a Patreon now, as uh, I alluded to earlier, www.patreon.com slash Classic Gamers Guild. We only have one tier. If you donate anything at all, you are uh, a member and you have access to anything that we decide to randomly put out as bonus content. We will figure out what exactly that will be uh, as it happens. But, you know, donate a dollar, donate $10. It doesn't matter. Just give us pocket change, and that's cool. And we'll release whatever we happen to think you might enjoy at that time when we come up with it. So who knows? We'll see. We'll, We'll totally understand if you revoke any subscriptions based on what we put out there. But... Uh, if you, all you have to do is give us a dollar a month and it's, uh, there you go. We'll, we'll give you whatever we've deleted because it wasn't good enough to make onto our show. Uh, but until we come up with something, I will hand mail the Patreons from here on out one single gold foil star. How about that? That's going to, that's going to cost quite a bit. I think postage is actually more than a dollar. 
nowadays. I, so I will take a photograph of one gold foil star and send it to you. And email it. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, no, uh, as as you said, I just want to say real quick, thank you so much to Sean McCauley and Ryan Fan. Really appreciate it. You lot out there, if you've got questions, uh, send them to us, you know, whether they're, they're fun, uh, serious, you just want to put us on the spot and watch us squirm through it, specifically me, because Rick's a lot more professional, please do so. Um, and in the future, we might even do some listener stories. So um, definitely submit all the, all the ideas uh, that you got, and we appreciate you listening. Links to all of our social media accounts are listed in the description of our episode. So if you want to go check there, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Check the description, find us wherever you'd like to find us, and drop us a line and ask us a question or give us scathing criticism or death threats. Yes, exactly. Especially that. They're always fun. And, um, you know, be safe out there. We love you. Don't do murder. Mm-hmm.